There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod 64. 64-bit BudPod. 64 old monkey paw. The monkey paw twitches and so Pierre and I log on for another week of glorious Top quality chat. How are you doing? <laughs> yes. I'm all right. Uh, my monkey's poor wish was that I would uh, get really into overly elaborate recipes. And now look where we are. <laughs> yes, my my monkey poor wish um, was to have more time to myself. <laughs> and, and, and not work so hard. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, I also made another monkey's poor wish that there would be a coronavirus pandemic. Oh, okay. That might be the that might be the the culprit then. That, that, it, what that a strange paw, wish. That monkey's paw always finds a way to make it come back on you in a bad way, doesn't it? Of course, there's a theory that coronavirus actually began when the virus made its transmission from uh, a monkey paw <laughs> to humans for the first time. So you might have you might have caused this in more ways than one. Yeah. Well, that's, this is the monkey. The the monkey I got the paw from was eating a bat sandwich when I attacked it. so that makes Uh, sense actually if you look at the science yes um this the story of the coronavirus i've just realized is sort of the 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 opposite of a christmas carol where (laughs) i having wanted to work three miles old men visit a really rich ghost (laughs) no it was more the more that i have learned the lesson of my laziness and now will learn to appreciate work more uh, and leisure time and relationships with friends less. <laughs> so from your point of view, you think that the coronavirus pandemic has been like, uh, oh, you like not working and hanging out with your friends, eh? Well, what if <laughs> we make you smoke the whole pack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and in this case, hanging out with your friends, albeit on on Zoom, but of which I still am already tired of. Yeah. Like, I actually talk to my friends now more than I did before the pandemic, probably. Oh, way more. Way more. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've got friends who like... Like, old friends who I like, but the, the, the arrangement for a long time has been that we see each other two or three times a year, maybe, like at most. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, it's like week weekly stuff going on. It's like we weren't weekly when we would, were not in the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. And um, my I think is the worst part about this pandemic actually <laughs> yeah. is um, how up to date I am with my my friends from school's lives. Yes, it's too up to date, especially like. It would be better to to, to be this level of up-to-date if it was during a period of great action and change. But the irony Mm. is that we're extremely up-to-date when we know that none of us are doing anything. Yes, of course. It's it's a self-fulfilling curse, isn't it? It's like a, a Twilight Zone episode. The only time you, the the only situation in which you finally have time to ke- keep up with everybody is when no one's doing anything. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, the 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 there's no news, and the only TV channel is twenty four hour news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's endless. It's it's so, yeah. That's well. That's how I am. Uh, how are you? I am. Uh, Okay, this the lockdown is very much like a marathon, and you have second and third wins, <laughs> yes. and I think I've just received a, another wind. I've lost track of the wins at this point, but I have received a, a recent wind, um, which is good. That's good. But what? How did but, you identify this new wind in yourself? What were the symptoms? Um, 
the whirring of my fridge has caused me to grind my teeth ever so slightly less. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 um, it's very much like you, you, everyone's getting so into where they live that it's all every day is like a telltale heart. Mm. It was the whirring of his hideous fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, uh, you, Pierre, you currently uh, have a hay fever, which means you're really getting into hay. Yes. I, you've been getting into the hay craze. <laughs> hay so fever, many guys. Everyone's got it. You know what, Phil? I think at this point, I would search through a stack of needles for a single piece of hay. <laughs> I uh, um, that must that must be fun to to be locked inside, but um, have a nose that thinks it's outside. Yes, well, to to be locked inside and to be so warm that you're forced to open all the windows and let in all the 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 the, <laughs> the jizz that your body thinks is poison. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a Greek myth. Yeah, and I've I've got to the point of lockdown where I think I think I'm I've just run out of wind. I think I'm I'm hoping that today and tomorrow constitute a new wind. Um I've reached the point where I'm like peering out of my flat balcony window like on my block of flats I live in and there's a little patch of green grass that I can see right now. And and as now that the lockdown is essentially unofficially over and everyone's doing whatever the fuck they want. Um, I, I've been, I've become like the guy who I, I never see anyone litter, but litter has started to appear, and I look at the litter and I try, I, I angrily I try and imagine who who did it. Do, it. do you not get a sense of 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 humanity returning though? I do you not shed a tear for a pack of Walker's crisps and just think oh, we're back. <laughs> it's all still here it's all still here <laughs> pointing at all the used condoms and shopping bags and you were there and you were there <laughs> this is the most terrible dream um, yeah exactly well that kind of but the trouble is that like I think that this is people overcompensating like they weren't picnicking this much when it was allowed I think it's like um, that Italian mayor who released that video shouting at everyone in his village for jogging all of a sudden yeah yeah and walking the dogs yeah it was like you guys never fucking walked this much before why is it just now that I, you can't do it it's, your, <laughs> it's walk o'clock that's exactly it with picnicking i think um and i was um, I, I was pleased that like the pic like the, the litter was bad but i thought oh it's sometimes it's just like kids and kids have started drawing like chalk um, hopscotch things on pavement squares and stuff, and it's all very that's all very wholesome. Oh, okay. And then yesterday, Phil, I saw a, a piece of child litter, and that ruined it. Child litter, like a light up sneaker, just flashing alone in the dark. <laughs> what, what's what's child litter? It was it was a big turquoise birthday balloon, deflated, uh, semi deflated, like a ball bag. Ah yes 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 yes, that is sad, isn't it? Yeah, and it was it was dead on the lawn outside, and I thought even the children have succumbed to sin. God, that sounds like a fucking piece of Banksy art. <laughs> the kind of thing simpletons would stroke their chins at. Yes, Phil, sounds a lot like. <laughs> trying to imply that I'm Banksy there. Do you, do you think that Banksy's visuals have become so hack that now he doesn't want to own up because it would be like embarrassing? Well, he had to do that fucking um, uh, painting stunt. Do you remember that? With the shredder. Yeah, which was good. That was a good little bit of work there. But it was he. It was of it reeked of someone who realized how uncool he was becoming. He was like. An old rocker who had to go electric, you know. I mean, not an old yeah. rocker, but it was like Bob Dylan trying to go electric, whatever. And but in this case, it sort of worked. Yeah, I think it worked because it was it was such a fuck you. And what was funny about it was that everyone involved in the fuck you had to endorse it immediately, or they would lose all their money. <laughs> well, what was funny about it was that the because uh, I, I know someone who sort of works in the auctioning um, uh, sector, and uh, the the minute so it was bought. Then the moment it was bought, the shredder started yeah. and shredded the piece about three quarters of the way. 
And the moment that happened, the piece increased in value by about five times. <laughs> yeah, yes, and it was all so caught far on film. from. <laughs> so I mean, far from sort of sticking it to the man, uh, he he just created a wonderful investment opportunity for for a very lucky buyer in Russia, probably. Do you think that um, trying to screw over and prank people of that type in the art world with that type of art is like? It's it's like trying to be so rude that even the Mormons go away from your front door. Like with each attempt uh, at repelling them, you just they just forgive you and try again, you know. Right. Okay. Yes. 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 I mean, yeah. I think so. The art and culture world are very good at that. It, it it's it's very difficult to spurn a sector of society. Who sort of can who sort of want to be spurned or can find some merit and value in being spurned? Yeah, they like of art, poetry, and music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they like to be beat. Yeah, the more you punch them, the more they think you're brilliant, and will keep coming to your punching festivals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for punching festivals to come back, Pierre. Oh man, I can't believe they had to cancel Punch Fest twenty twenty. Yeah, so sad. I just bought my my boxing gloves. <laughs> Speechless was going to headline as well. That was a thing. <laughs> and he never comes to the UK. He hates it. <laughs> he says we punch wrong. Uh, I don't know what he means by that. Well, in keeping with our very up to date uh, satire, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure you uh, you've been um, as excited by this week's uh, political developments and that we can finally <laughs> revisit car showrooms oh it's about time the car showrooms are back baby you can yes. do one in durham to test if your eyes work <laughs> uh, listener pierre and i have already actually um, arranged to meet up uh, together at the local uh, toyota dealership and um you know just sherry aris for an <laughs> afternoon <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Having them delivered just hasn't been the same. That's the thing, isn't it? Is that so much of you, the first taste of food, of food is with the eyes, you know? Mm. And it's the same with cars. If you don't see them unaccountably parked inside an enormous gym um, yes. with glass walls, it's not this, it's just, you know. And also, seeing that the value of a new car is wiped off the second is driven off the forecourt, you know. Uh, I I I don't miss that experience. Yeah, I mean, if only I they don't drove... someone else to drive the value off for me. Yeah, I mean, if only they drove the cars through a big shredder. <laughs> It'd be the only way to increase the value. <laughs> are you uh, are you enjoying the fact that you can go pretty soon? You'll be able to go to car showrooms and Primark, but your mum can't visit your house. Yeah, um, th- yeah. Unless um, my mother and I start uh, sharing some same taste in clothes, yes, we yeah. are unlikely to uh, to see one another again. I I like to think that the reason Boris Johnson is so keen to allow everything except families seeing each other to happen is just yeah. because of how many secret families he has. <laughs> And like ex-wives I mean, and uh, random kids and whatever the hell else he's got. And he's like, no, 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 for very, for very important reasons, that is illegal still. Well, I mean, talking about wishing on a monkey's paw, he's, <laughs> Boris Johnson must really be starting to regret wishing for an excuse not to see his children. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and... and yeah, and and how 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 are, how are you reacting to to Dominic Cummings's insane reasoning? Why? What's he done? Well, well, you've been. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been working on my my voice acting. That's good. Um, thanks, man. How do I? I I don't. No, well, I at first I was like. Eh. Yeah, whatever. And then I, I until I noticed that <laughs> it wasn't now. It was literally when the most people <laughs> were dying in hospital, yes. and also they were sick. That that 
that that it took me a couple of hours to realize those details yes yeah um, and like they were sick and then they said oh no maybe my wife was sick and no, then i was sick and then in the end neither of us were sick and you go well what what's going on then oh but then i was so sick my eyes stopped working so i had to drive to a castle yeah it's like trying to figure yeah. out what happened in a playground incident from a five-year-old right yes exactly that's exactly what it's like it's like <laughs> rambling with all these weird details like logic that doesn't quite hold it's it's such a peculiar notion that this is likely to be the political um fu- um f- f- fury of the year and it's about yeah. someone d- driving up the M1 what a time to be alive yeah and and also just like yeah, and just the fact that it's like the 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 guy who's supposedly the in, the genius architect of making us all follow the rules, blah blah blah. I mean, sexy fuck scientist was one thing, but this is a whole different escalation. Do you think? Do you, yeah, I mean, the horny scientist is like just like he just made science cool. That's all that <laughs> happened. The uh, horny I scientist mean, do you think, is my favorite tarot card. <laughs> 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 oh no what is it you got the horny scientist well th- that's good isn't it <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> not um, when it's paired with barnard castle what why why do you think this is so much of a more of a story than the horny scientist is it just because the horny scientist instantly resigned do you reckon that's it yeah i think it's because he instantly resigned and because um it was just both of their houses in London. Right. And right. And they weren't actually sick at the time. And they weren't sick. It was just their houses and it was for jizzing purposes on both their parts. So people are happier <laughs> with that generally. Yeah. Whereas if your story is, I was sick, but no, it was my wife that was sick. We were both sick, except that we weren't. So we drove to Durham because no one except all the people who we were related to in London could help us. But they didn't help us in Durham in the end. So we stayed, but only for a bit. And then I drove to a castle for, for my eyes. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, this was the other thing I ended up thinking. is doesn't Does does number 10 not have some kind of childcare provision? I mean... He's the, he's poss- probably the most influential man in the country. Yeah, and and also like he's from Durham, the guy himself, but his wife is from London, and they have loads of relatives in London, and also they are rich. So, right. But then I also f- find it hard to believe that he would drive all that way just to be in a nice field for a bit. Or is that literally it? I think. Well, he's 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 from there, remember, and he's very like yeah. pro pro durham and pro like, like it's it, i think it's a classic case of like uh ooh, let, 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 let's just try to get out of london for a bit i think that's what it is do you reckon do you reckon it really was as prosaic as that yeah i think that he's one of those people like his entire life has been spent saying that he's like a special genius that can see the future and everyone else is an idiot worm um <laughs> or, or member of the blob um right yeah and he writes i mean like, the long rambling blogs about what a genius he is and how only he can see the spider web that connects the world events like he's a lunatic i mean it's it's almost as if you shouldn't employ fucking edge lords in the highest <laughs> office in the land you know because <laughs> he's an, he's a reddit edge lord fundamentally yeah yeah and it's and, not and, fair. and the government's surprised that he he's he's proved to be a little more trouble than he's worth yeah, and it's not fair because in the olden days, you would at least, if the if the leader of the country had an insane advisor, it would at least be someone as cool as like Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be this little turtle man who's addicted to driving to Durham. <laughs> if if Dominic Cummings had any respect, he would survive several poisoning attempts and a load of gunfire before being thrown into a frozen river. That he then tried to claw his way out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Hello, it's me, Chong Fu, and I'm delighted to announce the reopening of Chong Fu's car showroom. That's right, I bet you didn't even know that I, Chong Fu, had a car showroom. Well, I didn't, and now I'm reopening it. 
because lockdown is over for cars. But I tell you what isn't over, great deals on cars. So come on down to Chung Fu's car showroom. We're in the middle of a roundabout. That's right, the actual middle bit of a roundabout. There's no underground access from a safe uh, location. You just have to get to the middle of a gigantic roundabout. Maybe park your car in a field and then run along the uh, perimeter of the, the sort of circumference of the roundabout, dodging the cars to get to us, like some sort of Parisian monument. Chong Fu's car showroom. Come check out the cars. Look at the cars. Drive the cars. Take a car. You don't have to pay for now, but the debt will be settled one way or another. Chong Fu's car showroom. Come socialize. Chat around the cars. Buy a coffee. Put the coffee on the car. Put it on the roof. Hang about. Talk to the staff. There's only one staff member. It's me, Chong Fu, and I'm pretty busy. Chong Fu's car showroom. Remember, you'll pay. If you broke lockdown to go fuck the queen, would that make you a patriot or a traitor? <laughs> 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 are, are, are you showing symptoms at the time? Well, maybe um, you go to have sex with a queen to make her... Because you're so confident in her power as our monarch that she would overcome the disease and then become immune. Yes. Maybe that could be spun as a patriotic action. Yes. Uh, or Yeah, or if the, queen was, if the queen was demanding it and you were like, well, I can't refuse, she is the government... Right, yeah. She's the head of state. How can I say no? I got a little scroll with a wax seal. Yes. Fuck one, she says. Fuck one. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and fuck one. A, a booty bugle. <laughs> a booty summons. <laughs> Um, you, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to vote for Dominic Cummings after this. No, I don't think I will anymore. either. Or the Queen. Or the Queen. Yeah. No. I um I was saying to someone the other day, do you think the Queen is like completely not bothered by this? This is my theory, is that she's not bothered by it because when you're a monarch, your mindset is inherently like the mindset of a, of a monarch and it's sort of inherently medieval. So when like your government advisor comes to you and says, oh, uh, your majesty... The, the peasants, they have a, a terrible plague. You are just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm. that's what peasants do. They got plagues all the time. They can't keep track of these little guys. That is true. But is, is it going to affect even her, right? I'm sure there's social distancing in place at the palace now, even. Oh, like, it's not that it's not going to affect her. Those guards have stood far apart for uh, years. <laughs> yes, they, they march away from each other, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> like, obviously, it's going to affect her, but what I mean is, then, like, we're all like, what? Some kind of disease? A disease we can't control? What? Oh, no, modern science. Whereas the queen would just be like, right, yeah, so I'm going to stay in my palace, like I would do anyway, but especially now, because the peasants have another plague. That's right. I'm going to move right. to a countryside palace, which is what all of my ancestors did during all the other plagues, and I've read about it. Oh, really? Where, where, where have they gone? Oh, in the in the during the Black Death and stuff, all the richest people and all the monarchs and stuff, they would all leave London. They would all leave the city. Mm. They wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to stay here, where the stench of corpses is completely overpowering, and the rats and dogs run wild in the streets and mobs burn things down no no they all leave to the countryside and isolate themselves like that's they've always known that that's better than going and licking the butcher's face or whatever um like that's they didn't need medical science to tell them that i just think that she's inherently like oh my great 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 grand uh, uncle also had to isolate himself from dirty peasants so i guess we'll just follow the household plan yeah yeah, probably. It's Unless like they already have a vaccine. <gasps> they probably already have a vaccine. Phil David Ike Wang. They tested them on lizards, and the lizards all survived, so they, they work, so they have got vaccines now. The royal family are the bats. <laughs> That's something that would be interesting to try and uh, convince, uh, convince people that... Um, 
David Icke only wants you to believe the royal family are secretly lizards to distract from the fact that he's secretly a fly. Mm. Or like a rival species of some kind. Right. I mean, that's a that's a confusing conspiracy theory even for David Icke. But that's how it would beat him, you know? It would get it would it's of it's course. always about you got to add a layer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was his that was his genius. He took the whole Illuminati thing and he went, "You know what? I'm adding lizards onto the top of this cake." I've always wondered about people who are that crazy. I always like to picture them just waking up in the morning and getting dressed and having a shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or just going to the shops because they still have to eat. It's like, yeah. the royal family are actually lizards. Uh, ooh, 30% off tortellini, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, are they crazy in their spare time? That's a good question. Yeah, exactly. Do they take like, a day people, Like crazy, crazy street preachers. They're always very well-dressed, and I love thinking about them putting their tie on in the morning, looking in the mirror, just... <laughs> What the door? He's coming back. We'll all be dead. Ooh, bit tight today. I'll redo, redo that one. We'll all be judged. Sinners will go to hell. And like uh, on the on the train in to start screaming at people in Leicester Square in central London, they're just on the train doing like vocal warm ups, like, oh, you're going to hell. Oh, going to hell. <laughs> I wonder what they've been doing in lockdown. Yeah. Who they've been preaching to? <laughs> How do they keep a Zoom? Shape? Have they been doing have they been doing Zoom calls to just random people? <laughs> Anytime there's an open Zoom meeting, they're just there going like, well, <laughs> I've got to go where the people are. And this planning committee meeting is wide open. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Maybe just tweets, just spamming tweets at people. Um, have you watched anything good recently? Um, I have have been entirely consumed uh, by Warzone. I I rewatched a couple uh. of classic episodes of Arrested Development, but I have just become. I'm. I think now I'm more familiar with the city of Verdansk than I am with my own hometown. Where is Verdansk? Verdansk is the is the fictional city in which Warzone takes place. Oh, I'm gonna sound real to me. I could have turned Verdansk as a real place. Well, it's 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 all in it's all in one city. Yeah, it's like it's like um, a GTA map that gradually shrinks. Oh. So there's like an oh, okay. airport and some hills and uh, suburbs. And the map is always the map is always the same. Yeah, always the same. Yeah, but the the where the circle shrinks to is not always the same. Yeah. Okay. 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 But it's massive. It's like. Uh, I think it's two or three square kilometers, maybe more. That's pretty good. And you can go inside buildings and stuff. Actually, no, what am I saying? That would be two times. It would be like eight or ten square kilometers. I'm not doing math. Oh, yeah, you can go inside buildings, smash windows, all, all kinds of mad shit. There's cars you can drive around, buggies. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's very addictive. And it's very, it's sort of, it's addictive because it's sort of sociable. So I've been playing it like with people and like old school friends and things. So it's it's useful because you don't have to just sit and go, oh, do you still have hair? And they go, yeah, do you? And you go, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more engaging sure. because you and your old school friends are are instead discussing the the precise way to breach and clear a particular building with grenades. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a conversation starter. Just like in the old days. <laughs> Just like at school. Just like at school. Exactly. And um, I do have to say, one of the funniest things that they've done on Call of Duty now is... Um, so, from my, I mean, I'm, I'm not on a PlayStation or whatever, but on, on, from my understanding, basically everyone who buys the game, it comes with a little headset thing, right? So, like, pretty much everyone's mic'd up. Um, and the mic picks you up when you speak like you don't have to press a talk button it just it it just broadcasts when it senses sound coming out of your mouth um and when you kill someone you get like a one or two second burst of their microphone oh wow so what just you just you 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 specifically just you yeah if you're the one who killed them yeah <laughs> so if and what you sort like, of things do people say <laughs> sometimes it's just screaming <laughs> um, 
it's not very accurate very it's realistic. really funny but sometimes yeah you'll kill someone and they like you'll shoot their character to death and there'll be like an 11 year old and you just hear an 11 year old going <laughs> and sometimes you just That's hear great. like a burst of really like angry russian swearing <laughs> and what do you play more- it on Huh? Um, I'm on PC, but my flatmate's on his PS4. So, but it's it's all compatible. You play with each other. Wow, that's crackers. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. So, yeah, you just snipe someone, and then you just hear like it's all the more funny for how suddenly it cuts off. You just hear someone go, "Oh, yeah, It's like suddenly screamed at by a Russian man, and then he's gone. He's deleted. What sort of thing do you say when you're killed? Um, well, I'm on PC, so it won't pick it up automatically. But well I, done. I get, it, just like that. Just a, <laughs> congratulations. Well tell, played. Tell my pappy to take care of the farm. Um, <laughs> That'd be really I funny. Mostly, if you if you manage to do, to say something sort of very earnest and realistic every time you got killed, if you can remember to. Yes. Or, or really sarcastic, so they kill me and they just get a burst of... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny. Yeah. Just, oh, oh, nice gun. Yeah, good one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Just really passive aggressive. Oh, cheers. Really enjoyed that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> I think mostly what I end up saying is, oh, oh just generally. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's very, that's very much you. Yeah, <sighs> just, just oh come on! What what sort of class or character are you? Are you um, an it's orc? Called, <laughs> it's Call of Duty style, so you just pick your pick your type of weapon and uh, and go nuts: assault rifles, submachine gun, sniper, that kind of thing. What 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 do you favor? Uh, you gotta have uh, an assault rifle, and you might have a sniper rifle as a backup because the map's so big, you can get shot. If it's someone good, you can get shot from like 600 meters away or whatever, if they're really good. Mm. So um, that is extremely annoying when it happens to you and extremely funny when you do it to other people. Like a lot of bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that does sound tempting, but um, I'm going to you've, uh, resist. You've, you've, uh, you've never been much of a first-person shooter boy, though. Not really. I, I I like it for sort of story-based things because they're more immersive. So like an Elder Scrolls game or um, Half-Life. But yeah, multiplayer, eh, not really. I, yeah, I just don't find it all that fun. I find it stressful and scary <laughs> and r- relentless. Yes, but I have I've enjoyed them in the past. Just currently, I, I'm not not really. I still I still remember being amazed at your uh, incredible force of will when you bought and downloaded um, Battlefield One, played through the campaign, and then deleted it. <laughs> it's not very good either. The no, well, the cam- it was the campaign was the weakest element of it. But that that was that was as amazing to me as when an alcoholic sees someone pour a half finished beer that's got a bit too warm down the sink. <laughs> well, because I don't actually ha- I don't have the uh, subscription to PlayStation Online, so I don't think I actually can um, play uh... online unless I start unless I take out a- another rolling direct debit, and I have enough direct debits. Yes. Yes, donkey sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, many of those. How are you coping? Uh, we're both from hot countries and we don't like it being hot. How are you coping with the heat? Uh, it's I, not I, got I, too bad, I find. But th- this is how lazy I am. In, even in the summer, I'm too lazy to take the duvet out of the duvet cover. So I just I just lie under the full duvet. No. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just try and fix the elements around me. So I open the window, turn on the fan, and just hope it's cool enough to be under a full duvet. Do you not just wake up like the crypt keeper, just removed of all moisture? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh God, why don't you t- even? I mean, I'm a I'm a lazy old boy, but even I've managed to take the duvet out for for sheer hydration purposes. Otherwise, I would just wake up like like a raisin, like a tolerable raisin boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will. I think it's just finding a place to fucking put it. The duvets take up a lot of space. 
Yes, that's true. I've I've had I'm lucky enough to have a place to to shove mine. But are you not like so dehydrated in the mornings after that that when you do a pee it's just like a solid pencil of just yellow? Like it's <laughs> it's not even a liquid anymore. It's just like a little it's like the it's like the inanimate carbon rod from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it's, it's pretty dark stuff, <laughs> but I don't mind. I don't mind so far. Um, yeah, it's been okay. I think I'm getting a little. I think I don't mind the heat so much anymore. It's quite nice to wear shorts in the house. That's what I've been doing. Yes, I love a um, short. I've been a shorts boy for yeah. weeks now, and I I'm I'm worried about when I have to put jeans back on again. How trapped and clammy I'll feel. I don't think I'll fit yeah. my jeans very well. I think I've been reckless. Yeah, I I try not to catch myself in the mirror when I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt because I look like I should be on a boat with the kind of clothes <laughs> I have. I look I, uh, like I, one of the more I look like an annoying character from Succession when I wear shorts uh, and a t-shirt. I don't know why. I don't know how I managed to look so preppy. I, I yeah I it depends on the shorts I'm wearing I think I I think my my clothing today meant that someone yelled something at me from a van someone yelled something to you from a van yeah well they didn't yell it so but they did like definitely address me directly and ask a sort of from from that I did, I couldn't quite make out what they said because they had some sort of accent and there was a lot of traffic noise going on but they definitely addressed me right. directly and asked a sort of a humorous question, you know, like a kind of banterous inquiry. Right. All right. Like, uh, hey, do you know any good leg shops around here? It yeah. seems like you do, <laughs> seeing as how you've got your legs on display there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was exactly that kind of tone of uh, humor genius. Um, I, I just, I wish <laughs> I knew. What's the matter, what... Hart? He's like in a full parka. <laughs> What's wrong? You warm? <laughs> hey, cool, hey, cool guy. Are you feeling cool temperature-wise? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of classic bants. But I, I just, I wish I could have made it out because I thought before I left the house, oh, I've, I've made a weird combo here because I've got like black shorts on, like, like you know, like athletic slash casual wear shorts. Okay, like the kind of shorts that you could also wear while jogging on a treadmill. Um, yep, yep, yep. And just and that, but also, but here's the thing, Phil, and a black T-shirt. So I'm an all I'm an all black boy in, in brown sandals. Okay, so you're absorbing a lot of radiation up top and then dispersing the heat through your head and shins. Yeah, I guess so. And I thought I I looked like a beach referee. Right. Okay. 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 Or um, you, you look you look warm... like you could be sat sat on a very high chair on a beach. Yeah, or like a very warm mourner. <laughs> a a right, mourner. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and look I like just, a heavy metal fan at um, a friend's funeral. Yes, or like a heavy metal fan who has to nevertheless admit that he does live in Hawaii. Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. Where, where the, that's why I wanted to know what the guy said because I, I was interested to see. Aside from being a bit like, oh, don't you know, yell things at me from a van. I also wanted to know, like, oh, has he picked up on something I thought before I left the house? You're such an odd, but you're such an odd target for van shouting. Yeah, I think you 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 don't look like someone who would be fun. Who it would be fun to harass, really. <laughs> but I, I, maybe, maybe it was not, maybe I, you know what, maybe I'm wrong about the whole looking like a referee thing or a, a funeral man. Maybe it's just like, I've got quite a big beard at the moment. And maybe that was enough of like, hey, nice beard or whatever. Because there's a certain type of person for whom even having right. a beard is, is enough of an, an, an unacceptable eccentricity that you must be cut down. Hmm... The man, the man didn't come across as though he was particularly tolerant of, of, of differences in appearance, in 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 life. Right. Okay. Um. So he's like a a, sh a shaved face activist or something. Yeah, well, did he work? He... Did he work for Gillette? 
<laughs> it's the new uh, very direct marketing campaign. <laughs> it's called Bully Away the Beard. And they're just trying to see if maybe with bullying, harnessing the power of bullying for the Razor community. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I wonder. Yeah, but it, like it was they, the guys were driving this van and they seemed like kind of um I, I would say their vibe the best way I can explain it to you is someone who also knows like audience vibes. They were like a kind of young but not that young like late 20s early 30s sort of Essex guy on a night out appearance. Oh, okay. And when you say they had an accent, it was like an Essex accent. Well, no, that's just how they looked. They just their accent, whatever it was, like you know, sometimes you get like a regional. So close-fitting button-up shirts. Yes, yes, yes. Polo shirts, both of them, pink and light green. Oh, polo shirts. Yep, yep, yep. So but some sort of Fred up. Perry going up, going on. Yeah, it was, but like it's one of those accents where you go, well, either you're just really Essex, or I don't know, you're fucking Dutch. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> when it's just like a burst of kind of semi-slurred speech, you're like, what, what? Yeah, when the part of England you're from is so far southeast, you are in Holland. (laughs) You're actually just a Dutch fisherman who got lost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went. You, 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 and your boat full of mussels have been accepted into the Braintree Essex community. Mm. But um, but yes, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a rare pleasure for me, Phil, to be yelled at from a van. It, I would say it happens. Uh, I don't know, once a year, maybe. Really, it doesn't never happen. I don't think I've ever received something from a van that wasn't a delivery. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. You never had a, a drive a drive by yelling. I've had a drive-by laughing from a van driver as I tried to parallel park a moving van on my own. <laughs> That's he very got a real kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know how 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 sort of generous of spirit the professional driving community are, whether they're taxi <laughs> drivers or delivery people. They're very they're very eager to share the road, aren't they? Yes, I. It's quite funny, isn't it? That they're like they. They're almost always coming across as, as well, portrayed as sort of mean-spirited racists until it's time to give a free lift to an old man with medals on his chest on uh, uh, Poppy Day. Yeah. It's always that kind yeah. of headline that's positive about them. They're, them offering free journeys to someone in some kind of semi-crisis. Yeah, they load up Goodwill and then slowly spend it over the year. Uh, load up again <laughs> like camels. Yes, 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 yes. Goodwill camels the rest of the time spitting in everyone's face. Um, Goodwill camel, of course, a very strange sequel to Goodwill hunting. <laughs> it but, was like the sequel to But the, a camel uh, who's really good at maths, but uh, <laughs> no one in the Sahara appreciates it. How do you like these camels? <laughs> that was one of the lines. You like camels? How do you like these camels? that's funny yeah well it was it's the sequel uh it was by the same people who made that sequel to the sex in the city movie where they go to a sort of vaguely middle eastern place and teach them the value of sass yeah they go to dubai that i think there's um there's a, a great uplifting moment when all the the um sort of burqa clad local women um take off their coverings to reveal they too have sort of Gucci um handbags and fashiony uh tops and just to and it just goes to show that underneath it all we're all we're all really the same or no matter what religion or or culture we adhere to, we're all sort of slave to sort of um a capitalistic obsession <laughs> with uh, looks and uh, uh, material attainment, it's, and it's uh, a very, it's a very touching moment. Apparently, it's funny that you would need a whole film to illustrate to someone that people are materialistic in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe uh, a, a series of golden skyscrapers built by slaves in the desert. <laughs> 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 
would be so similar to our own lust for gold. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sweaty, sweaty knees, sweaty knees, sweaty, sweaty knees, sweaty Oh, yes, my knees are sweaty. Oh, running down the back of my cough. Yes, sweaty knees, they're a problem. When I sit on my chair by the window and look at the kids leaving litter, I'm gonna go down there, give them a kicking with my increasingly sweaty knees. Can you kick? With a knee, or is it a kneeing? Which part of the knee is the knee? How much sweat will it take for me to lose my mind and dab my shins with a towel? Yeah! It's too warm. Oh! Festive! What would you say, Phil, is, uh... Aside from North Korea, is like the most cartoonishly evil place. Aside from North Korea, yeah. Oh, um, ever heard of the UK, Pierre? <laughs> uh, let me just think. Uh, Phil, I didn't know you North were a Korea. columnist now. <laughs> like, like in terms of like sort of vaguely functioning countries. Well, just anywhere, really. Not, I, for me, what brings to mind I mean, is is the fact that Iran, once you find Saudi out, Arabia, it must be Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, see, that's what I was thinking because Saudi Arabia always it always seems bad, even before you look into it, and then when you look into it, it becomes weird. Like the fact that they actually kill people who they legally refer to as wizards and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like imagine if you were the one country lucky enough to have wizards, and you only go and bloody kill them. Yeah, why would you do that? You've got wizards. Who needs a nuclear warheads when you've got fucking Gandalf? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you found Harry Potter and your first instinct is to chop off his head, <laughs> <laughs> you see him doing magic and you think, well, we, we can't be having this. <laughs> Other uh, evil places. Which is sort of, but specifically cartoonishly, because there's loads of places that have like low-level, boring, like administrative evil. But it's the idea of going, well, we've got to have a big sword for killing the wizards. What the fuck are you talking about? It's so like, it seems like a slur. It seems like someone's made it up to discredit them. Right. Gosh. I mean, that many places. I I want to say sort of on a recording that they might hear um, because I <laughs> yep. might want to go there in the future for maybe personal or heritage reasons. I'm not going to say which countries well, those might be. Well, the thing is, listeners, is the main thing is that once we come out of lockdown, Phil's going to do a tour of uh, Pyongyang and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, just every, every, basically every major city in Iran. So it's wise of him not to. Uh... My professional model has always been to be the Dennis Rodman of comedy. <laughs> I would love it if, like, 
Yeah, some crazy dictator got so into Bud Pod that they just demanded that you come <laughs> and talk to them about shit. And well, I mean, there's stories. I I used to go to school in Brunei, and, and which has a sultan. And um, apparently, I didn't know about that at the time. But there's an island. He has a resort island that has to be ready for him to visit at any time. They don't get any warning as to when he might get go there. But if he decides on a whim to go, there has to be entertainment. Um, a food, a harem, ready and waiting. So oh, wow. you can get a gig where you're like a comedian or musician or whatever, and you just have to go and you paid thousands and thousands of pounds just to be on the island and ready to go for like a month or two weeks or whatever. Oh, and there's every God. chance he will never turn up and you never actually perform. Oh, but the you dream. Just, the dr- I guess, but I mean, there's the dream until he turns up and you're faced with <laughs> one of the tougher gigs of your career probably. Yeah, I w- it would be strange if he turned out to be just like a really great crowd on his own. <laughs> like really open to a bit of experimental comedy, you know, high concept yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the brief is what? like, so the Sultan, he really likes sort of um, Andy Kaufman and sort of <laughs> adult swim shorts. So if you could, yeah. uh, if you can re- replicate those in, in the Grand Hall... Uh, those would be that, yeah. that'd be really appreciated. I think they'd go down well. Yeah, the last resident comedian the Sultan wanted was 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 Limmy. It was Limmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim and Eric they were given a whole, a, a bonus harem. Uh, they went down so well <laughs> on the condition that they cast them in something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah that would be a terrifying I, gig I, I finally watched um, over the weekend uh, Normal People oh you uh, finally got yeah. into Normal People Normal People which is um, it's sort of uh, how would you describe it Irish achievement porn and also Irish actual porn Okay. You know, it's about uh, two Irish kids who do very well at school, but then also get to fuck loads, which is... But that's not the most unrealistic aspect. The most unrealistic aspect is that you can see behind them in various um, shots when they're at school and later in that university that they Uh definitely have one or two East Asian classmates who are somehow not top of the class. (laughs) <laughs> and it was at those moments that I have to say I turned off a little from Sally Rooney's epic. <laughs> well, okay. Now, here I have a question, Phil, because what subjects were these classes? Now, yes. I mean, this is the crucial caveat in that they both excel at... Well, I mean, Connell... The more the sort of uh, the male uh, figure, he he excels at English, and I th- I think Marianne she does well at history and like politics and PPE or something like this. Yeah. Um. Now you could argue the um Asian kids would not be the top of those classes, but they're in the class though, aren't they? That's and true. It's still it's still exams. It's so still exams, I don't think it would make that much difference. That's true. Once they once they've decided they want to do it, slash their parents exactly. have made them. Yeah, yeah. So you might it's, have a case in the in the school scenes, like oh they're having to take these classes uh, without uh, against their choice. But there yeah. there are definitely a couple in their uh, university supervision groups, and you go okay, well they've they've decided to do the history of politics, so they're going to be the best. <laughs> and then no, it's still Marianne who gets uh, the grant. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe that's I think just... Sally Rooney can now enjoy a, a, a strong position among our, our great um, fantasy writers. She's the Tolkien <laughs> of our time. <laughs> what would you? What, how, how quickly would you have written a letter of complaint if she had portrayed, for example, an, an, an all-female, non-Asian, white uh, engineering lecture? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Um, 
That would not have reflected my time at university, certainly. I remember meeting one of the few female engineering students, and it was like meeting someone who had been surviving the Hunger Games this whole time. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring it up, because the head of our year at Cambridge was of, of engineering was a Chinese girl. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, would you... Um... Would you would you accept something? There's something. Mm, yeah, maybe that's just like the way the education system works in Ireland. Like this, they've those kids are in there with a handicap. Right. Yeah, I've had I, I've tweeted about this, and I've got some pretty funny re replies from um, Irish people. Oh about, yeah. <laughs> who I think are maybe a little disillusioned with the Irish educational system. <laughs> right, and think okay. it, it it is in such a state of despair that even the Asian kids are brought down, which I thought was pretty funny. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can neither agree nor disagree with these people as I come from a, a position of ignorance with regards to the Irish educational system. But it's still, they're still funny responses. It's really, it's really hard to judge anything about Ireland. I find because all the Irish people who move to London are like hyper liberal, extremely educated, and often very funny, like yes. working in comedy as well. So you just get the impression that Ireland is like this futuristic super society where the arts are sacred and everyone is having a lovely time. Yeah, it it, it sort of epitomizes that category of country where people from the country criticize it to shit. But if you're not from the country, you are not allowed to to degrade it in any way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're yeah, very protective yeah. about their unique right to to talk down their country. Yes, well, I especially mean, like... if they're talking to an English person, which historically speaking <laughs> is understandable. Yeah, well, it's like um, it's like uh, people from the UK with the NHS when the Americans were like, everyone who uses the NHS dies instantly, and everyone in America in the UK was like, how dare you say something mad like we've been saying. <laughs> um but uh but yeah like i feel i think that's pretty much the pod really we've 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 managed to to cover a wide range of satirical territory it is it's been a real satire pod yeah uh yeah well, watch out john oliver here's a deep dive <laughs> that doesn't i'll give you a run for your money yeah, you think you've cornered the market in powerlessly arch highbrow satire? Well. <laughs> oh, you can do eight minutes on one topic? Well, have a look at 54 minutes on loads. <laughs> yes, exactly. How about that? Yeah, and only people with degrees listen to us too. <laughs> Luckily, that's not true, for us at least. I mean, I think John Oliver's kind of hamstrung by his level of appeal, but I think we have got... A very wide cross-section of noble and handsome listeners. I think uh, John Oliver has maybe now suffered from the loss of his unique position as an exasperated person. I think yes. exasperation is now such Do a sure. common feature of exactly of everyday life that it is <laughs> it, it it is it is no novelty to to watch a man exasperated at the news anymore <laughs> yes it's it's if anything it's very very bland observational comedy <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right well thanks for listening everybody yeah so no i guess no correspondence uh this week but um we'll seeing as how we're, all, we're, we're so on we're so on top of it that we had an episode to spare without touching it i guess it's true it's true. We'll we'll get back to it next week. Let's let's do that because there's always so much and it's always so very very fine, fine stuff. Absolutely fine. Um, have everyone enjoy another week. Uh, drive safely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, endanger your families to check your eyesight for no reason. Please enjoy. Yep. Uh, maybe I think at a gun range or something. Um, yes. 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 Um, if you want to check if you've lost your sense of taste or smell, just pour boiling water into your mouth. 
And and please remember to petition BBC Three for more accurate portrayals of East Asian students. Yes, yes. Um, Phil will be tweeting out a petition for that, and if you could just retweet it, um, that would be great. That would be very useful. Yeah, I'll be using the website 38 Degrees, which is named after the number of degrees uh, the average Chinese parent expects from their firstborn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.